Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, continuing our conversation about practical issues related to ministry leadership. One of the most challenging and sometimes uh, difficult parts of being a ministry leader is the issue of confidentiality. So I want to talk today about what that means, what it means to keep something confidential, what it means to have something shared with you in confidence, and how you can manage this important responsibility of ministry leadership. So today on the podcast, let's talk about confidentiality. First of all, what is it? Well, here's a short definition that may surprise you, and then as I explain it, may change your understanding of what confidentiality means. Confidentiality is sharing information with the confidence it will be handled appropriately. Sharing information with the confidence it will be handled appropriately. Now that is not what you were expecting. Because many of you equate confidentiality with secrecy. And those are not the same things. A secret is something that you never tell anyone ever. Although a person jokingly told me that in a Baptist church, a secret is something you tell one person at a time. But that is not the definition of a secret. A secret is something that is never told to anyone at any time for any reason. I'm thinking about a piece of information right now that was told to me more than 25 years ago. And it's a secret. I've never told anyone, not even my wife. I'm thinking about a piece of information that was given to me when I became president of Gateway Seminary. I've kept it a secret because it's secret information. It's something that can't be shared. This kind of information alarms some people because they say, well, everything should be known by someone, but that's just simply not true. There are some things that are secret that just simply can't be shared. But secrecy and confidentiality are not the same things. Confidentiality is sharing information, and here's the phrase, with the confidence. Confidence, confidentiality, you see the connection. Sharing information with the confidence it will be handled appropriately. So when someone comes to you and shares something with you that's confidential, they're saying to you, here is some information, and I'm trusting that you will handle it appropriately. If it needs to be kept secret, you will. But if it needs to or even must be shared with someone else, you will share it appropriately. So once again, confidentiality does not equal secrecy. Confidentiality carries in some ways an even greater burden than secrecy. Because confidentiality means that you may, either by need or requirement, share the information with someone else, but you better be very sure that you're doing that appropriately. It is sometimes much more difficult to make that kind of decision than it is to just keep something secret. 
So now let's talk about some different situations that might arise and some different categories of consideration of this issue of confidentiality. When should confidential information be shared with someone else? When should confidential information be shared? Well, first of all, when you are legally required to report it. You are likely familiar with the phrase mandatory reporter. There are certain behaviors, particularly related to children, that must be reported to uh, public or to uh, police authorities. You have to report some information. You're a mandatory reporter. So if that information comes to you confidentially, meaning that someone tells it to you that you will handle it appropriately, then part of that appropriate handling of that information is reporting it to the proper authorities. This can be difficult. It can be painful. And frankly, some ministry leaders still don't understand this obligation they have. Uh, Recently, I was uh, talking with a consultant who works with churches and uh, pastors on issues like this. He is a person who helps man a hotline for pastors to call related to difficult issues uh, in the, in this regard. And just recently, a uh, pastor called him and said, um, I'm meeting a man later today who wants to talk to me about uh, physically attacking his son. He lost his temper and uh, slapped him and slugged him, and he wants to talk to me about it. And the consultant said, and how old was the boy? 16. Well, then, if you confirm this, you know that you are under obligation to report this as a mandatory reporter, as a child abuse situation, or at least one that needs to be investigated. The pastor said, oh, I can't can't do that. This is confidential information. Well, yes, you not only can do it, but you're actually required to do it. You are mandated. It is a legal requirement that you report certain kinds of behavior. So one time when confidential information should be shared, or in this case must be shared, is when you're legally obligated to report what you learn. Another instance is when criminal activity is revealed to you. When you are told that a crime has been committed or an alleged crime has been committed, you have a responsibility to follow through on that and to help uh, bring about justice in a way that you're not able to do as a ministry leader, but only the laws and the courts can accomplish. That's another opportunity for you to step forward and share confidential information. But here's a third one, and that is when you need help with the situation. When you need help with the situation. So, for example, uh, someone brings a problem to you, And it may not involve behavior that's uh, criminal or that is uh, uh, under the mandatory uh, reporter uh, statutes, but it's simply something that overwhelms you. It's beyond your expertise. It's beyond your capacity to respond. And so you know that if you're going to get the person who's approached you the help they need, you're going to need to go out of the circle, so to speak, and talk with someone about this issue. 
And you may be able to do that in an anonymous way or talk about it in a general sense of someone who's come to me rather than revealing the name or the person or the source. But nevertheless, you're going to have to share some of this information in order to get the help you need with the situation. So there are some times when confidential uh, information should be shared. What about some other times when confidential information needs to be shared, but you know you're not the one who should do it, at least immediately? You have something said to you in confidence, and you know that this information needs to be shared. And so what do you do with that? Well, first step is get the person telling you the information to share the information with the appropriate person. To get the person who comes to you with the information to go to whoever they need to tell and tell that person. Uh, If that's not possible, then perhaps you should go with the person to provide them emotional support or provide them uh, a little backbone, if you will, to help them tell the person who needs to hear the information that they've shared with you. If neither of these things are possible, if the person will not go themselves and they will not allow you to go with them, then you may have to make the very difficult and sometimes painful decision uh, to share the information yourself, especially if the person who brought it to you has refused to go forward and uh, make the information known appropriately. So what kind of situation uh, might Uh, be included in this kind of uh, uh, formula or situation. Let's suppose that someone uh, comes to you and says, "Um, I am having an extramarital sexual relationship uh, with another man or woman outside of my marriage. You cannot keep that a secret. You can keep it confidential in the sense that now that you've heard it, you're going to share it appropriately. So you say back to the person, well, I understand that you're confessing this to me and I will try to help you with your situation. Have you told your spouse? No, I have not. When are you planning to do that? Well, I don't want to tell them. It'll crush them. It'll defeat them. It'll harm them. Well, I understand all of that, but they have to know. They have to know for a whole variety of reasons related to trust in the relationship, but one very significant reason is they need to immediately go for a medical examination to be checked to be sure that they've not uh, contracted some disease that was brought to them by a sexual partner who's been involved with someone outside the marriage relationship. So someone comes to you and says, I'm having an affair. Your response is, I understand you're telling me this and I'll try to help you through it. Let's talk about the situation, and you will do that as a counselor or as a pastor. But then you will also have to say, now you have to tell your spouse, when are you planning to do that? This afternoon? Tonight? When? And if the person says, well, I I, I just don't think I can do that, or I'm not sure that, that I know how to do that, then you could say, well, then let's go together. I will take you there, and, uh, and you will do it. But I will, I will support you while you do this. Now, third, what if they won't do it? Well, you have to give them ample opportunity, you know, a few hours or a day or so. And then you have to say, I'm going to tell the person. Again, not because you're violating a confidence, but because you're sharing confidential information appropriately. 
you have information that a person may have uh, been exposed to any number of sexually transmitted diseases that they are unaware, this puts their health at risk, and you have a responsibility, if not an obligation, to go to them and say, this information has come to me. I've encouraged your spouse to tell you they, w- they won't or haven't, and so I feel because of your health and other reasons, I need to let you know this information. This is not breaking a confidence. This is using confidential information appropriately. There are other situations that could come up where you would find yourself in a similar situation where you would encourage the person who's telling you something to go and tell their boss or go and tell their coworker or go and tell their, their uh, child, go and tell their parent, something that has to be told that really needs to be revealed for whatever reasons it does. And then if they won't do that and do not want you to go with them to do that, then you have the obligation to do it yourself. Now, listen very carefully. You don't have to share all information, only that which you have a duty or an obligation to share because there is another person involved who has been damaged. So like, for example, if someone came to me and said, um, I'm struggling with pornography and I need help with that. And I said, are you involving any other people? Are you uh, having any physical contact with anyone? Is there any reason that I should be concerned about you being at uh, risk in your health or the people who care about you or in your marriage or your family with any kind of concerns? No, no, no. It's just purely something I do on the Internet. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go and talk to other people about that. I don't have any obligation to involve anybody else in this. I'm just going to say, all right, I will start working with you on this problem. And that's confidential. I'm, sh- I'm not sharing it with anyone else because it's not appropriate to share it with anyone else. But when a person comes to you with this kind of information, you have to make the decision of whether or not it needs to be shared. And if it does, then you have to move forward. Now, I've made a, con- a contrast today on the uh, podcast between secret information and confidential information. Um, why should you refuse to harbor secret information. Why is that really such a problem? And why why am I making a distinction between secret and confidential? Well, because when you agree to keep something secret, you are taking on a burden of responsibility that may come back to haunt you if you have promised secrecy on something that really cannot be kept secret. I would advise you, first of all, to never agree when someone says, I need to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. I need to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. Anytime someone says it to me, I stop them. I say, no, just stop, please. I can't promise you that. But aren't you a minister and don't you keep confidences? Yes, I am a minister. And yes, I keep confidences, but I don't keep secrets. I cannot promise you that I will keep what you're about to tell me a secret. If you tell me something that's criminal, if you tell me something that has to do with the abuse of a child, if you tell me something that has that puts someone else's health or well-being at risk, no, I will not keep that a secret. So if someone walks up to you and says, I need to talk to you, I need to tell you something, but before I do, you have to promise me that you will never tell anyone. Don't accept that responsibility. Do not allow a person to put that on you. Resist 
and clarify for them that while you are willing to take something into confidentiality, meaning that they have the confidence in you that you'll handle it appropriately, you are not willing to take something as a secret. Now, what if someone tells you something and then says, you're the first person I've ever told about this. I'm asking you to never tell anyone. Well, depending on the information, you may be able to say, I can do that and I will keep that secret. Uh, For example, I have sometimes told my wife something about the seminary or about something going on in the convention. And I've said, you need to know about this so you're not surprised about it when it's announced. But you can't tell anyone about this and you shouldn't talk about this openly. But she knows the information before I uh, remind her that it's secret information. That's different than being asked to make a pledge of secrecy before you even hear the information. Remember, secret is not the same as confidential. Secret is, I'll never tell another soul. Confidential is, you're trusting me to appropriately use the information and to share it, if needed, with whomever needs to know. In fact, when you compare these two concepts, secrecy and confidentiality, secrecy actually denies confidence. Secrecy says, I don't have confidence that you will handle this information appropriately, so I'll only tell it to you if you promise to never tell it to anyone else. So in a weird kind of way, secrecy undermines confidence. Secrecy says, I don't really trust you enough to just give you this information, but I do feel a need to unburden it to you, but I'm only going to do that if you promise me you'll never tell anyone, raise the stakes a bit of trust before I share it with you. Another problem I have with secrecy is it can be narcissistic. People telling you something in secret because they have a uh, they want you to know that they have some information or some insight or some knowledge or some power. They want to uh, brag about it in a sense by telling you what they know. They want to inflate their own importance, swell their ego just a bit, uh, act like they're in the know. And that kind of narcissistic self-promotion uh, uh, really is uh, unseemly at best and offensive at worst. And these claims to secrecy can do this. I know that uh, a number of years ago, uh, a person said in the presence of one of my children, I have an unspoken prayer request. And uh, this particular child turned to me and said, what in the world does that mean? You've either got a prayer request or you don't. And if you don't, and if it's too sensitive to share, just talk to God about it. Why do you need to brag to the whole room that you've got something that is too precious for us to know, but you want us to know that you've got it? Well, I had a hard time really arguing with that logic because, quite frankly, I felt the same way, but I was a little older and a little nicer, and I didn't say it out loud. Secrecy can be a bit narcissistic. It can also create inappropriate burdens. When someone tells you something that's a secret, it it weighs on you. You are carrying around some very powerful information. So be careful before you take on that information that you don't uh, take on something that you'll have to carry around for a long time that becomes onerous or difficulty or burdensome to you. 
But on the contrast of that, confidentiality and confidential information actually gives you a tremendous insight into the lives of people and demonstrates and deepens the trust your followers have in you and the connection you have with your followers. When people share confidential information with you, they are letting you in on the inner, the deepest inner feelings of their lives. They're letting you know the things that are difficult or embarrassing or troublesome or problematic or produce doubt and concern. They're letting you know those things. When you have that information, it is incredibly empowering to you as a ministry leader. Not because you use it overtly. You don't stand up on a Sunday and say, we're planning a marriage retreat for this summer because so many of you in this church are in so much trouble in your marriages. In fact, you, 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 and you have all come to me as uh, various couples at different times, and you don't do anything like that. You don't have to call out the information or use it in that public kind of sense in order for it to empower you for ministry. If you're in a church and you've got six, eight, 10, 12 couples coming to you over a period of time talking to you about different struggles in their marriage, and quite frankly, a lot of those struggles are centered around communication or a lot of those struggles are centered around finance, and you begin to see a pattern, you don't have to preach a sermon on it or make an announcement about it or get up and brag about what you know that nobody else knows. Just plan a marriage retreat on that subject, and you will have your church members saying, wow, he must be reading our mail. He knows exactly what we need. They may think they're the only one, but there's another eight or ten couples there sitting there thinking, wow, man, we all need this. We just don't know that we all need it because we don't know what each other's thinking, but I know what I'm thinking, and I know what I told the pastor. How wonderful that he's putting this conference together, this retreat together on this particular theme, which is the very thing we're struggling with. So when you have confidential information about the people in your church or your ministry context, it's very empowering because it gives you information that you can act upon to plan uh, sermon series, Bible studies, uh, that you can plan events like retreats or conferences, seminars. You can bring in guest speakers because you know the unspoken needs, the deepest, darkest hurts of people in your congregation and where they're really struggling and what they're telling you about in private moments. You know what's going on in their lives because you have confidential information. And this gives you the ability to uh, meet their needs in ways you couldn't if you didn't know this kind of information. And then another part of this is the sharing of confidential information and the using it appropriately over time really deepens the trust that people have in you as a ministry leader so that they look to you as a person uh, uh, that they can have confidence in because they've told you things in confidence and you've held them appropriately and you've used that information wisely to plan ministry that meets their needs. They trust you even more and will give even more entree into their lives as a result. Well, having said all that, let me close out the podcast here with common mistakes with confidential information. Common mistakes with confidential information. The first one is sharing confidential information with your spouse. 
Now, I know that some ministry couples uh, think of themselves as both in the ministry together and in the work together, and I certainly have no fault with that. But when someone tells me confidential information, they're not necessarily telling me and my wife. They're just telling me. And there are a whole lot of reasons why I don't unburden this kind of information to my wife. First of all, I don't want her carrying the load of that information. There's nothing she can usually do about it. Why burden her down with it? Second, I don't want to put her in awkward, awkward situations where she sees the people involved and, and reflects back on that and wonders just exactly what's really going on with that situation. Another reason I don't want to tell her is because uh, I'll tell her something on a Monday. On a Tuesday, I get it worked out, but, oh, I forgot to tell her that part. And so Wednesday, Thursday, and on, she thinks, well, this problem must be ongoing. It never ends. Uh, Jeff never said anything else about it. So I never bring any closure to her when I tell her about these kinds of uh, situations. So that's at least three reasons why. But I'll give you the fourth one, and that is sometimes when you share something um, with your spouse in terms of confidential information, they hear it and they think, well, he's sharing it with me. Uh, Perhaps it can be shared with others. I recently had a situation like this where I was in a public place and a spouse of a ministry leader started talking to me about a situation. And I was a bit dumbfounded because I knew of the situation. I knew the the husband uh, uh, in that marriage knew the situation. And I was surprised that his wife knew about it. But I was more surprised that she was talking to me about it in a public place. Again, she wasn't really doing anything malicious. She was just carrying on a conversation with someone that she thought was in the loop and wanted to talk about it, but I didn't know who else might be standing around or who else might be involved in the situation. So there are a lot of reasons why you want to be careful about sharing this kind of information, even with your spouse. Here's a second one. A second common mistake with confidential information is sharing it with a prayer group. And this is embarrassing to admit on the podcast, but I have done this. In fact, I did this uh, last year. I had some information that came to me. I thought that it was coming to me because it was um, a public need in a church. I was called and consulted about the issue. Um, I then shared that burden with a prayer group that supports me and someone in the prayer group mentioned to a member of that church, we're praying for your church in this particular situation. And the church member who happened to be the one who had told me about it in the first place called me and said, I was very disappointed that our phone call went through the prayer group and came back to our church and back to me. And frankly, I was not disappointed. I was humiliated, mortified, because I had made one of the simplest mistakes. I had taken some information that was told to me in confidence, meaning that I would handle it appropriately. And because of the nature of the information, I didn't really think of it as being all that secret or explosive. And if they were bringing me in as a consultant, it was already something that many people I assumed in the church were talking about. Wrong, 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 and wrong. I simply made a series of assumptions that led me down a path that I shared with this prayer group, the the burden, and they prayed, and they talked, and it got back to me. So a second level of confidential information is don't share it with your prayer group. They're not in the loop either. 
A third common mistake with confidential information is feeling burdened to take action on something just because you know about it. That because you know about it, it becomes your problem to resolve your issue to deal with. That's not necessarily true. You may be the repository of of, uh, confidential information. It may have uh, docked in your port, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that you're responsible to resolve all the issues related to that situation. You need to be careful to understand that just because you've learned of something or know of something doesn't make you responsible to do something about it. Again, this happened to me recently. A situation arose and uh, it came up in both my presence and my wife's presence. And so we were talking about it later. And uh, I said, and let's remember that while we know about this, we're not responsible for it. And we can't spend time thinking about it or working on it or solving it. The people involved are going to have to take care of this one. But that was hard for us because we care about the people involved and we want to meddle. We want to get involved. We want to take some responsibility. It's not really ours. That's another problem with confidential information. And the last one, I'll also confess to having done this in the negative, and that is a fourth common mistake is using confidential information in a sermon or a talk to make a point and doing so inappropriately. Now, can you ever use a story? I Sure you can. I've used some on the podcast today, and these stories I've told you on the podcast today are 30 years old. Uh, most of the people would have already passed away or been long since gone from my life or gone from ministry. And I've not given you any details. You wouldn't know the city these things took place in, the state, the time frame, the people involved, nothing. So I gave you a very sanitized version of these stories or these examples. But unfortunately, I've heard sermons uh, where the stories were this week in counseling, someone told me, or recently uh, in talking with a member of our church, this was said to me, and it's like, oh my word, you cannot be serious that you're revealing things like that and tying them that tightly to individuals who are probably sitting there in your audience listening to you speak. So be very careful about using any kind of information like this as an illustration or to make a point. Well, today on the podcast, we've been considering the difference between secrecy and confidentiality. Secrecy is you never tell anyone ever for the rest of time. Confidentiality is you use the information appropriately and you are trusted because the person has confidence in you. That's where confidentiality comes from. Confidence in you to use the information appropriately. I hope this podcast helps as you manage this really challenging part of being a ministry leader. Do it well as you lead on.